What up? We are back again today, and it is time to get the ball rolling. You guys know what time it is. We're back again after another FCS football weekend. Now, to give you guys a little bit of context, uh, this last week was just quite frankly amazing. It was so much fun, and uh, it's really leaving a lot of the sports writers and the sports media utterly confused. I mean, we're talking, they don't know, and we don't know. I mean, even I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest, I'm, I haven't been perfect. What is going on? I mean, throughout everything that you know, you do predictions or whatever, you've probably lost a lot of money. And that is why the FCS is a parody-driven league. I love it. Parody's great. Um, Some of the top teams, I mean, we're we're still getting some wins. Uh, And some of the, you know, I always say the A to A minus, the A minus teams are close, but no cigar. A lot of of fun this last weekend. So uh, to give you guys an overview, we're obviously going to go over the major storylines regarding the FCS uh, coming up. The bubble race is going to be absolutely crazy. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Uh, We'll be talking about uh, potentially how many teams can get into the playoff out of each conference. Remember, each, uh, well, you get 24 playoff spots, and everybody is fighting for those playoff spots outside of the MEAC and the SWAC, which those guys play in the Celebration Bowl. For those of you who don't know, they take the the winner of... uh, you know, the, the, the MEAC and the winner of the SWAC, and they play each other. It's a bowl game. Uh, I believe it was televised last year. Uh, North Carolina and I believe, won it, if I'm not mistaken. I remember watching it. I never really knew what it was uh, up until I really started covering the FCS a couple years ago. And, yes, they have a potential, these other teams, to get in, but uh, usually uh, their resume isn't as good as, as some of these other, you know, bubble teams to get in. But they do have an opportunity for the second place in the MEAC to get in or in the SWAC. And I learned that this week, kind of an interesting uh, side note. Uh, And then the Ivy League. The Ivy League, just due to the rigorous uh, academic schedule, uh, they do not allow their teams to compete in the overall uh, playoff. Now, that would bring up a lot of questions. Teams like Princeton and Dartmouth, who have dominated in, in recent years, they could potentially, you know, I mean, we could see a national champion potentially out of the Ivy League, but because uh, they don't play the first couple weeks in August and in September, first couple weeks, they, they start about three weeks later and then uh, they're done when everyone else is done. But then uh, th- there's a winner, whoever is undefeated, whoever beats ev- everyone, then then that that's how it is. So kind of an interesting little dynamic uh, there. Uh, so we'll be talking about each team out of each conference uh, outside of those three, right? Out of the the other conferences. And then we'll obviously release our top 15. Um, I was pretty good this week. I'm not going to lie. Our top 15 is looking mighty fine right now. Really excited. And then uh, we'll be going over the games of the week. I have a couple of interesting little side notes uh, uh, regarding the games of the week. And I can't wait to get going. So as I've already kind of mentioned, the bubble right now is going to be absolutely insane. Last week, for those of you who don't know, Kennesaw State fell to Monmouth at home in Kennesaw, right? Uh, they end up losing 
big hullabaloo. I watched that game on ESPN uh, three did some, uh, I went out my, it's my wife's birthday. And uh, in the morning I decided to go out super early so I could go and find her a couple things that she wanted. And then after that, I came back and I, and I watched this game and it was amazing how Monmouth dominated in every single fa- facet of the game. I mean, we're talking offense, defense, special teams. They dominated at Kennesaw. Now Kennesaw the last couple of years, Monmouth has kind of been the thorn in their side, uh, but they've always been able to prevail this year they fell at home and i don't know if kennishaw can get in now uh to the playoff i mean we're talking about a team uh that i mean like they have a terrible i mean it's like 120th like best schedule in the nation and that's like bottom i mean that's bottom percentile of the league and you're i mean they played i believe they played a division two school they've played a lot of lower division teams and it's going to kind of come down, and, and it's kind of like the FBS as well, where if you don't have the resume to get in despite that one loss, I mean, despite that one loss, yes, you're going to have Monmouth and you're going to have Campbell, and those are probably your two best teams that you're going to face all year, but I don't know if the playoff selection committee is going to put them in. It's going to be absolutely insane. Um Another big one. Oh, and the score, sorry, on the score on that one was 45 to 21. So it was an absolute beatdown. Uh, another big one. New Hampshire beats Nova. New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire, Elon, Delaware. Uh, we can throw out a couple more names. I don't know what's going on with you. Uh, even Eastern Washington, a team that I think is really far removed, they're going to be talking about get, potentially getting into the playoff spot. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But New Hampshire beats Villanova. Villanova's kind of on this slide. After losing Justin Covington, I mean, it's been it's been a rough go. This is a good football team, and they've played well during the season. Of late, they haven't. And... I mean, yes, they're already at six wins. They really just have to beat a couple more teams in order to get in. I really think this is a solidified, this is going to be a playoff team, but it's starting to show holes. Uh, If they want that first round bye, I mean, they've got to get it together. I mean, they still have to play a couple more tough games, and I believe they have a couple, uh, maybe one or two kind of gimme games where I say, like, I just think they're just going to, you know, outright dominate. But we're going to have to be paying attention to this Villanova squad because they are not the same after that injury to Justin Covington as what they are now. An amazing squad led by senior Daniel Smith, a grad transfer com- from Campbell, really impressive quarterback, a lot of good defensive play, but something's going on there. UNH beat them. Uh, UNI went on the road and uh, in I believe it's in Normal, Illinois. Learned that this last week. Kind of an interesting name. Uh, t- goes to Illinois State, beats them uh, twenty-seven to ten. Which I haven't been convinced of Illinois State yet. Uh, I don't know why. I've just kind of had that feeling. They've, uh, if you look at the 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 body of work. I mean, they, they they've gotten a couple wins, and uh, but they they hadn't been really tested. Uh, they got blasted by North Dakota State at home, and I was like, okay. Now they have a couple more tests. I always say in in the Missouri Valley, you're going to have to have a test against you know North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Uh, you're going to throw you and I in there. Uh, South Dakota, that Dakota Dome is always rocking, so it's going to be a tough place to go on the road. Uh, this year, everyone was talking about Indiana State. I didn't really see it. I know their quarterback went down, but I didn't really see the Sycamores really doing it. So those are kind of like those 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 benchmarks, right? Where I'm like, okay, you have to play well, and you got to get a win against one of those teams. When it I mean, South Dakota is a good team, a little bit more down this year than what they have been. I thought that they could potentially make it into the playoffs on the bubble, but uh, 
it looks like it's going to be pretty, well, it could be a little bit farther out than what we expect. But, you know, we, we, we start to look at these things. I really want to see what uh, this Illinois State team can do. they got to beat one of the teams. If they go in, I mean, they'd they be Youngstown, they'd be SIU. They can kind of just clean up the rest of the conference. But you're going in as a number four team, fourth place in your conference. You're going to be on the road in the playoffs. It's going to be extremely difficult. And this is a talented team. They've just dropped a couple games. But shout out to you and I. I've been very high on them. Uh, their only losses are to Weber State, who who we saw this last weekend absolute dominate. Uh, they lost to North Dakota State. Also, really tough game. They were they were in it for about three quarters. They pulled away in the fourth, and then uh, they lost to Iowa State double overtime. This Iowa State team or this Northern Iowa team, I think you give them next year, they're going to be rocking and rolling. Uh, another big one, uh, William and Mary beats Alon in overtime, 31 to 29. Uh, we've already kind of touched on Alon and, and what's going to be happening there. Central Arkansas, uh, my doubts have flown the coop. I I am fully convinced that this is a very good team. Uh, despite the injuries, I thought, I was like, man, I'm really hesitant about the injuries, but they've kind of flown. They've flown away. Uh, they've obviously proven that they're going to, to input the players and, the, and they can do it. Uh, and they proved me wrong. They they won last week by a score of forty five to seventeen. Congratulations to them. Uh, and it will be reflected in the power rankings as we talk about it. So uh, we're going to transition here into how many teams do we think that could potentially get into the conference? Now, uh, all of the teams have an automatic bid, right? And so, uh, so there is. Let me count: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, with automatic bids, right? And they'll get in. I believe the top four get buys. Four, eight. I can't remember. I believe it's eight. The top eight get buys, and so then, then they have everyone like playing games first round, uh, and then we kind of get rolling here. So out of the big sky. Oh, I guess I got to give a shout out to you as well. Weaver State did go on the road to beat Sacramento State. Big shout out. Congratulations to uh, Coach Jay Hill and Coach Matt Hammer. Uh, Matt Hammer came on uh, this this radio station. Uh, a little bit more on them a little bit later. Anyway, out of the big sky, I think Weaver State, uh, even if they do lose to Montana in – yeah, I mean, they're going to have a share of the Big Sky title. I don't think they will. I think they're going to clean it up. I think they're going to win the Big Sky outright. They have two FBS losses by a score of six points, and that was going to, to San Diego State and to Nevada. It's a really good football team. Really impressed. I think they're a lot more mature than what they were last year. I love this team going forward. I think they win it, but the other teams that could get in, Sacramento State, Montana, Montana State, and even the Far, far, far out Eastern Washington. Are you kidding me? Am I talking about them again? No, they've lost so many games. They honestly could get in. They're starting to kind of get some momentum. I think uh, the national spotlight is kind of off of them. I would not be surprised if we're talking about them on the bubble uh, in two or three weeks because this team potentially could do it. Uh, out of the Big South, now I want to say that Monmouth is going to get the win. They do have to play Campbell, and that's their last body of work. They got to play Campbell, and they got to win the games that they're supposed to win, right? Uh, so if they do get the if they get the win to Campbell, I believe they're home against Campbell. So that's why I say Monmouth gets a win. Uh, but could Campbell or Kennesaw get in? If Campbell beats Kennesaw, and then I mean they do have a loss to North Alabama. It was a last second field goal. Campbell's going to be a bubble team, and I mean they could potentially win both of these games. I mean it was a really close game uh, to Northern Alabama, and and it's hard when you lose a really close game, but. They could potentially, they get Kennesaw at home, Monmouth on the road, and uh, if they can get those two wins, yeah, obviously Campbell gets in. And then are we talking about Monmouth, Kennesaw State? Are these are these 
three teams. You know, one of them is going to get in. Could these other two make a case on the bubble? We'll see. Uh, out of the CAA, I've written down James Madison, New Hampshire. Richmond has came on. I love me some spiders. They were on here. Coach Adam Ross, a uh, big shout out to them and the, and, the, and the entire university. And also Albany did not see this one coming. I thought Albany was going to improve. I didn't think we were going to be talking about them come playoff time. This team is good. Uh, Joe Undercuffler is playing out of his mind. Really excited to watch what happens with the, the Great Danes. Uh, Villanova, Towson, and Maine. I know that Maine has had some struggles. They probably have one of the toughest. Them in North Dakota are probably the toughest schedules that I've seen. And UC Davis, uh, all three of those teams have really, really tough schedules. Maine has been through the ringer. I think they're coming out stronger. They've got to win. They got to win out. And we're going to be talking about them. So uh, obviously, a lot coming out of the CAA. Out of the Missouri Valley, we have North Dakota State. I think we'll get the uh, we'll take that one. Uh, South Dakota State. You and I, Illinois State, and then do we have a potential Southern Illinois? Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, Southern Illinois has had a couple of losses, a couple of blemishes, but really overall, they have a pretty good body of work. I'm impressed with the Salukis. Uh, their bounce back win, they did beat UMass. That will be taken into account uh, when they're talking, you know, when they're deliberating. But Southern Illinois, we might be talking about them. And they're kind of like a sneaky team. Again, I think with Northern Iowa, I think this SIU team is a year away. I think they need um, a little bit more, I guess, oomph. I guess I don't even know how, how you would spell that word, but they need a little bit more power. They got to get a couple more recruiting things. And we could be talking about, it. I mean, Illinois State falls out, uh, you know, potentially some of these other teams in Southern Illinois will be going up against North Dakota State. I really am convinced we'll see if they can do it this year. Out of the uh, the Northeast, we have Central Connecticut State, whom I think will get the win. Uh, Duchesne and Robert Mer Morris. Now, Robert Morris, uh, kind of been a surprise team. I think that they'll lose to Duchesne and Central Connecticut State. I hope I'm wrong. I'll give you a shout-out if I am. But uh, up next, they, I believe they play like back-to-back. And then Central Connecticut State, I think, is going to get the win. I think they're going to win the conference. They're one, honestly, one play. It was a blocked punt and returned for a touchdown, or they would have beaten Eastern Michigan. And that Eastern Michigan team is a good team would have beat Eastern Michigan, they would be undefeated, and we'd be talking about them in a totally different light. So let me tell you, don't sleep on this team. Uh, I think a lot of people, just just because it's such a small conference and it's in the Northeast, a lot of they don't get a lot of press or a lot of coverage, especially with the, the powerhouse that is the CAA up there. But honestly, we'll be talking about Central Connecticut State. That is my prediction going forward. Uh, out of the OVC, we have UT Martin. Southeast Missouri, Austin PA. Now, all three of these teams control their own destiny. Obviously, right now, Southeast Missouri is praying that that uh, that UT Martin falls because if they if they do, um, you know, UT Martin only has one conference loss. I believe Southeast Missouri only has one conference loss, and I believe Austin PA has two conference losses. I believe it's to Tennessee State and to well, uh, no, they only have one. I think it might just be Tennessee State. Anyway. All three of these teams uh, could get in. Now, I think that we're bulldozing a path. Now, if whoever the outcome, I think Southeast Missouri gets, get, I, I, I don't know if they take the conference, but I think they get in. Uh, just some of the teams that they've beaten and the way they played. Now, whoever wins this game, UT Martin or Austin PA, UT Martin has to go on the road to Austin PA. It's going to be a crazy environment. I cannot wait to watch the game. I'm convinced Jason Simpson, he's one of the best coaches right now in the game. I also like Mark Cutspith, but I love what UT Martin has done. I had him on the show and uh, with Chris Pelosi, and he really just kind of convinced me. Uh, a lot of the, you know, he said they totally 
destroyed the the blueprint. They said, "Let's let's build up. We're gonna we're gonna redo this. We got to get this right." Uh, you know, uh, and they've done it. They've done really well. I mean, Joe Bacchus and uh, you know Terry Williams on the on the offense. Their defense is stout. I'm really excited to watch to see what happens this weekend. Uh, now, whoever wins. Now, if UT Martin falls, uh, it would be really difficult for them to get into the playoffs. I think at that point. Uh, but that being said, uh, it's not. I mean, we'd still be talking about them to potentially get in. If they win, I think that UT Martin and Southeast Missouri will clean it up. I think both of those guys will end up going to the to the playoffs. We'll be talking about it. But Austin PA, they do have that win over Southeast Missouri, but then they have uh, a couple of losses that don't really bode well for them. But I think the OVC is definitely going to get two teams in. Out of the Southern Conference or the SoCon, we have Furman, Wofford, and is the Citadel kind of sitting on the outside? Now, the Citadel has a, had a couple of, I think, losses that were not that were unbecoming. I don't know what happened in those games. I haven't really studied the SoCon. We haven't had anyone out of the SoCon on our on our show uh, overall. And I mean, I, I need to reach out and I need to do a better job at, at, at providing this so I know a little bit more in depth. But I think the Citadel sitting back there, they did beat Georgia Tech, and I think that's going to bode well for them. If they can win out, okay, let's just put the scenario. They win out, and they have that win over Georgia Tech. We're talking to team, okay, well, Southern Illinois, who is better at, you know, UMass or Georgia Tech? I'd say Georgia Tech. That's a Power 5 school. And then you're putting them up, okay, Kennesaw State, well, you have a terribly weak schedule, and you lost. I would I would want to see the Citadel more because they did beat Georgia Tech. This team obviously has a little bit of moxie. Uh, I think Furman ends up winning outright. Now they do have to go on the road to Wofford, so a little it, it could potentially go to Wofford uh, despite a couple of ugly losses the first of the season for Wofford. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm convinced of the Paladins. I love the Paladins. We'll see what happens um, out of the Southland. Kind of a, a big question. It looks like Central Arkansas has kind of uh, rose into the Cajun, uh, rose to the Cajun, not rose, in, uh, rose to the Cajun and got this going now. I would love to see them get in. Uh, they they have they definitely have the path in order to get to a playoff berth. Uh, they're seven and two right now. If they don't lose, which I don't think they will, if they kind of win out, take care of everything else. Their only losses are to Nichols on the road and Hawaii on the road. That's a really good schedule. Uh, they beat Western Kentucky as well, so they're going to be rising pretty high into the polls. And especially because I mean we'll be going over our top fifteen after the break, but a couple of these other teams they have potential potentials to lose and where I think central Arkansas can kind of just clean up the Southland uh, and just win the games. You got to win. And we're talking about a team that could reach as high as number six, maybe even number five in, in our rankings. So, Kind of interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, out of oh, and then also out of the Southland, Sam Houston State, maybe Nichols. Nichols has an opportunity if they win out. We'll be definitely talking about them, putting their body of work up against a team like the Citadel, uh, like uh, you know if Duchesne or Central Connecticut State loses, or SIU, or they could be up against Richmond, Albany, uh, Towson, Maine, teams like that. Um, the other two teams, the Patriot, uh, pretty much Holy Cross. Uh, if they just win the games they got to win, they're going to they're going to lock up that division, uh, and they're going to be definitely be playing uh, in the playoffs. Holy Cross, and then out of the Pioneer, uh, San Diego, uh, the Toreros, with really a pretty good body of work. Uh, I'm, I've been impressed with San Diego this year. I need to get them on the on this kind of a, on on our podcast series as well. But they're going to wrap it up, and they're definitely going to be uh, be talked about a little bit later. 
I will say out of the big sky as well, UC Davis could potentially get in. Uh, again, when we're putting up, uh, like I said, uh, UC Davis, North Dakota, and uh, some of these other schools, I mean, they've had and Maine just absolutely difficult schedules. And I think when you go through the ringer and you do that and you lose, you lose. Oh, well, but Hey, you scheduled a top 10 team. Congratulations. You did that. Uh, you know, Northern Iowa, they scheduled Weber state. Why should they be penalized? Cause they lost that game. Weber state is the, you know, currently according to the polls is the number three team in the nation. So why should they be penalized? Kind of interesting. Uh, also a team I wanted to touch and I am extremely excited cause I will be, in attendance this weekend uh, at this game is Weaver State against North Dakota. Uh, can't wait. We had Coach Danny Freud come on and uh, Coach Matt Hammer. So both teams have been on the uh, Get the Ball Rolling podcast series. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. And North Dakota, their schedule has been so ridiculously difficult. I think they're going to look, I think they look down at this North Dakota team and they go, okay, this team has been, they've done it all. What more can we ask of this team? Yes, they lost some games. We're not going to. We're not going to. Uh, we're not going to dis- discredit that. Uh, let me pull up their schedule. Okay, here it is. So they were able to beat Drake, which right now they're second in the Pioneer. They did lose to North Dakota State, but in fairness, everyone loses to North Dakota State. Uh, they beat Sam Houston State, a uh, very very big win. They did fall to Eastern Washington. It was that one weekend where there was snow in Washington. It was a really early snow in Cheney. Kind of a weird game. I remember watching part of it. I was like, oh, man. I, 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 I genuinely thought North Dakota was going to win. Whatever happened, happened, right? Uh, they did beat UC Davis. Uh, they did uh, They did lose to Idaho State at Idaho State. Kind of got rocked there, which is kind of, if I was to say the only blemish is that loss um, at Idaho State. But they went on the road. They beat Cal Poly, and they beat Montana State. Now, out of the, their three major wins, right, uh, Sam Houston State, uh, UC Davis, and Montana State, all which were ranked at the time, well, I believe Sam Houston was, um, all three of them were at home. And and that's that doesn't really bode well, but they do have that win at Cal Poly. And so I think, like, you know, a game – they schedule a really difficult schedule, but I think you forgive that. They're going to they're going on the road to Weaver State. We'll see how they do there. I'll definitely, like I said, I'll, I'll give you guys all the in-depth stuff there. But then they have Northern Colorado and SUU. Uh, if they do lose to Weaver State, then they'd have, you know, two top five losses, which you can almost wipe away. That's almost like an FBS loss, uh, especially with if, if Weaver State remains undefeated. And then, you know, Idaho State, yeah, it's a bad loss in, in, in Eastern Washington. It, but everybody kind of has that one bad loss. I think this North Dakota team gets in. I'm really excited. I believe next year they they join the Missouri Valley. So it brings even more parity. Cannot wait to see uh, once when they get in. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break, uh, listen to our uh, ad segment. Uh, coming back, we'll definitely be talking about our top 15, the games of the week, and a very interesting statistic as uh, we roll forward. So stay tuned after the break. All righty. We are back after that ad break. Here we go into the top 15 in the FCS. Okay, well, like we always do, uh, give a little bit of a movement. Um, I want to do it a little bit different instead of, I want to just give you guys uh, the movement. Sac State dropped. Obviously, San Diego, or not San Diego, South Dakota State uh, rose. You and I on the rise. Uh, Montana actually fell a spot. Kind of interesting there. Uh, Illinois State was dropping. Nova dropped. Furman rises. Central Arkansas on the rise. 
Obviously, uh, Kennesaw State down, Central Connecticut State. Do they rise? We'll have a little bit of question there. Uh, Campbell obviously fell out with the loss and Stony Brook uh, falling out after their loss. And uh, we have some also considered. So the number one team in the week stays the same. Uh, top three say the exact same. North Dakota State, uh, James Madison, and Weber State. I think that Weber State does have a better uh, resume than James Madison. However, I don't think they have enough. They do have more top five wins or, or more top wins, but I think that's going to how it's going to line up. I think North Dakota State's going to be one, uh, James Madison going to be number two, and Weber State number three. And I hope if everything goes to plan, Weber State gets to the semifinals. I mean, we're going to let's just say it ends right now. Um, it leave it ends uh, the everything right now. It ends, and we're at the tournament, and we take these top four teams. Now, odds are that it doesn't happen, but North Dakota State would play uh, a number four South Dakota State, which was obviously a really good game. College game was there. James Madison against Weber State. How great of a games would those be? I want to see James Madison, Weber State. Last time, uh, you know, was like a last-second field goal. Weber State was just fighting. I love that game. Watched uh, every minute of it. Potentially. We'll see. Um, coming in at number five, we have the Northern Iowa Panthers. I had them higher than Illinois State last week, and I am glad that I kept them there. Definitely a really impressive team. Cannot wait to see uh, their the rest of their body of work. Number six, the Furman Paladins. Kind of back up in there. Uh, they had one loss. Uh, if they lose to Wofford, obviously they're going to fall out. Wofford will kind of be there. But I, I haven't been convinced of Wofford just because... Furman played Georgia State and Virginia Tech very, very tight, very, very strong. And Wofford, I just haven't really been convinced yet. Now, can they win the SoCon? Yes. But Furman right now, I think, is the better team. And that's why I have them uh, this high. I think I'm one of the highest ones that have them here, but I have been thoroughly uh, convinced of this team. Coming in at number seven, Sacramento State. Obviously, with the loss to uh, Weber State, they, their quarterback did get injured in that game. Uh, prayers up for him. Uh, hopefully he returns. Obviously, uh, you don't want to see injuries happen, so uh, we'll see what happens. But definitely a good game. Uh, and I have them here. I didn't want to drop them below Montana because they beat Montana. They, Montana does not deserve to be above them. They lost to them, and that was their first loss. So drop them a little bit. Uh, number eight, Montana. The Grizzlies, uh, interesting game last week. Don't know really what to say about it. We'll see what happens. Cannot wait for that Montana Weaver State game in a couple weeks. Coming in at number nine, the Central Arkansas Bears. Now, I thought about moving them up, and I understand, you know, people are like, well, why are you dropping, you know, Montana down? Well, I, I genuinely believe that Furman and Sacramento State are better. Uh, now, if Sacramento State loses with the with, with their quarterback, obviously they're going to you know, they're going to continue to fall. But what happens with Montana? They're a strong team. They're sitting at number eight. If it ended right now, uh, you know Montana State would would still get in with that under that buy, uh, and they would be a very tough out at home. So really interesting game. Um, and then Central Arkansas, I think they'll continue to rise. I think uh, you know obviously U and I is going to still have to play South Dakota, and then and uh, they would obviously probably if U and I loses, they'll probably drop a little bit around Central Arkansas. They have the potential to move up. Same thing, they can move over Montana and Sacramento State just due to how uh, the season's going to roll out. Number 10, Illinois State Redbirds lost last week. Only have Their only losses are teams above them, so can't drop them too far. Coming in at number, uh, number 11 from the depths of also considered is the Southeast Missouri Redhawks, I believe is what their name is. Uh, I have them here mainly because 
they they're coasting now. They got to win out, and they got to hope that you know um, other teams take care of it. They obviously have the tiebreaker over UT Martin, so they're cheering for UT Martin to win. If Austin PA gets it uh, gets in, then it's going to be a tiebreaker. Uh, I think this team is good. They're only really other losses to Montana State. It was on the road. First of the season, kind of an interesting team sitting in at number 11. I'm not convinced. I think UT Martin is a better team. I really do. Uh, I'm not convinced that they're, you know, world beaters yet, but they're definitely, uh, they're definitely top 15 in the, in the, in the country right now. Uh, coming in at number 12, the Monmouth, uh, I believe they're the Mountain Hawks. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, very impressed with with them beating Kenneshaw. They do have to play Campbell. Uh, they have a couple more games. If they win out, uh, they're obviously going to be being talked about. But I feel really good with them filling sitting in around number twelve, number thirteen. Central Connecticut State. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Central Connecticut State would be undefeated without that blocked punt. They would have beat Eastern Michigan, and they would probably be higher on a lot of other people's standings. I think the the one poll that came out, they were like sixteenth. Come on, people. Let's give them some respect. If they beat Duchesne, they beat Robert Morris. This team only has one loss going into it. So, you know what? Watch out for them. Uh, number 14, I do have the Fighting Hawks of North Dakota. I have them here. Uh, I've been impressed. And uh, I know this weekend they might lose to Weaver State. They could win. Who knows? On the road in Ogden. Kind of going to be a, a crazy game. It's going to be a really nice. Uh, I believe it starts at 2. Uh, nice afternoon game in Ogden, Utah. I don't think I'll drop them out if they lose. This team is really good. I need to see them win out. Obviously, they'd have to be either uh, they'd have to beat Northern Colorado and they'd have to beat Southern Utah, and then they're praying for that bubble spot. And I think this is a really good team. Uh, number fifteen, UT Martin Skyhawks. I've said it again and again. I think they're the best team in the OVC. Uh, if they lose this week, obviously I'd be wrong, but I really like this team. Uh, for a lot of reasons, we'll see how it kind of all shakes out uh, once when we get towards the bubble. But if they win this week and they win out, I believe they play Tennessee State. Uh, they have another OVC game, and then, or maybe not, maybe they don't. But I know they play. They finish out with Kentucky. Kentucky, we're going to throw that game out, and we're going to throw the the other. Uh, I believe it was Florida. We'll throw that Florida game out, and uh, we're going to be sitting here. We're going to be like, okay. They only their only really losses to SIU, which is which has been proven to be a good team, and Southeast Missouri, which was you know a really good team. You were on the road against them, and you hung right with them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I really think this team is legit. Uh, the also considered it's obviously Wofford. They did lose the clubs in, but uh, they're here. Uh, and Villanova, we'll see. Continue to monitor their situation. North uh, New Hampshire. Kind of a little bit of a surprise, but uh, I'm liking their their moxie right now. Montana State, after uh, the loss, got to drop them out. And uh, Sam Houston State, we'll see uh, what happens going forward. So we're going to move into the games of the week now. Now, I've been saying that I've had an interesting stat. Now, I sat down and I said, okay, through 10 weeks, which team is the team I talked about the most? I want to know for me, as I, you know, as I prepare my thoughts, I want to give as much coverage to everybody, but also you got to talk about the interesting storylines. And I will be doing that and right now. And the most uh, I've talked about out of the CAA is actually Villanova. And uh, again, they've been on the, they've been on the podcast, really kind of an interesting uh, storyline. I want to see if they can get it a really young team. Can they overcome this, this, this injury? We'll see out of the big sky. We have Montana. 
Out of the Big South, we have Kennesaw State. Out of the Southland, we have Central Arkansas. Out of the Ohio Valley, we have UT Martin. Uh, tied in the Missouri Valley, we have North Dakota State and Illinois State. Uh, and then out of the Patriot, we have Colgate, which I, w- I absolutely love Col- Colgate, so that might be the reason. And I haven't really uh, been able to go super in-depth in that conference, but Kind of an interesting stat. As you start to look at it, you're like, wow, you know, I haven't talked really about James Madison. I mean, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm talking about these top 15 teams. I talk about James Madison every week, but the team that I've most paid attention to, uh, you know, Villanova, uh, Montana, out of the big sky, kind of crazy with me, you know, being in Ogden and being so close to Southern Utah and being close to uh, Weber State and even Flagstaff NAU is only uh, three hours away. So kind of an interesting stat. Just wanted to throw it out there. Obviously, we'll compile this and we'll continue to try to provide the most coverage for the most amount of fans uh out there kind of interesting stats though all right so moving on to the game of the week uh, the reason why I have this team as a, the overall game of the week, and I know I've given a lot of uh, shout-out to Weaver uh, because they are in Ogden, but I will be there. Weaver State against North Dakota. Super excited. Uh, can't wait to see uh, Coach Freund and Coach Matt Hammer, Coach Jay Hill uh, there and Let's do it. Can't wait. I want to be there in appearance. Uh, this is obviously a top 15 game. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let me tell you, it's going to be a really good uh, football Saturday in November. Out of the CAA, we have James Madison against New Hampshire. Could we potentially see an upset? I honestly think this could be James Madison's biggest test yet. I still think the Dukes will win. But could we see an upset? I would not be surprised. I think this New Hampshire team... They fixed the holes that I saw. I'm convinced this team is going to get in their top, you know, 24 team, and uh, this is going to be a really good game. Definitely tune into it if you have the means to do so. Out of the Big Sky, we have NAU against Sacramento State. Obviously, can Sacramento State bounce back? What is the the status of their quarterback? And uh, NAU. When NAU plays at home, Flagstaff is just a different animal. You're sitting about uh, really close to. It's like 7,500 feet. I've ran there, and I'm a runner. You got to understand, I've ran this last uh, cross-country season. I was putting in 90 miles a week, and when I ran in Flagstaff, my chest was tight. I mean, it was just like one of the most horrific feelings, honestly. Like when I'm running, and I'm like, I I can't breathe. And, and, And it is difficult to get up there in Flagstaff, in that dome, and compete at the highest level uh they have a you know a big video board and they're loud it's all there really is to do in flagstaff and we'll see what happens definitely going to be a big test for this this uh sacramento state team out of the big south obviously we got campbell against kennishaw i would not be surprised if campbell wins i'm definitely going to be uh watching that game very very close it is uh televised so i'll be watching it uh and the, and the scores as much as I can. Obviously, at the game, I definitely have my uh, the means of, of being able to watch uh, other games. So we'll see what happens uh, big when Big South comes. Uh, game, Campbell versus Kennesaw. Both had bad losses last week. Who will get the bigger bounce back? Normally, when you see like a loss, you're like, oh, well, you know, they lost and that team had a big win. So you're going to take the big losses. Well, we'll see what happens with two big losses. Out of the Southland, we have Central Arkansas against Southeast Louisiana. And I have this for a reason, Central Arkansas. This is their last kind of test, big test, right? And uh, we'll see what ends up happening with uh, Southeast Louisiana. If they could potentially make a run at it. I mean, if they win this game and they continue, if they win out, they're definitely going to be a bubble team. Uh, Out of the Ohio Valley, we have Austin PA against uh, UT Martin. Uh, UT Martin has to go on the road and, and battle the governors. Cannot wait. It will be an absolute barn burner. Tune into this game. 
I want to say that UT Martin gets the win. And I like this one. I like the moxie. I like the team overall. We will see. Out of the Missouri Valley, we have San Diego. Uh, I always say San Diego. Sorry. South Dakota State uh, versus Illinois State. Battle in Brookings uh, with uh, Javor Gibbs. I believe he's still out. Can Illinois State bounce back? Uh, Illinois State, if they get that win, I mean, it makes the Missouri Valley really kind of an interesting uh, conference. Even more so, you and I gets another shot at uh, South Dakota State as well. So we will see what happens going forward. And then out of the Patriot, we have Colgate versus Fordham. Uh, Colgate got a big win last week. Uh, they've obviously not, you know, performed at what the level is what I thought they were. Obviously, some injuries have sidelined them and, and things like that. But you know what? Win out the season. Uh, if you go on a three, four game winning streak to finish the season, uh, hang your hat on that. They're definitely going to be back next uh, next year. Watch out for them. Alrighty, so that is our FCS podcast for week number 11. Again, I will be on the road. Uh, hopefully I can get an interview. If I can get an interview with one of the coaches, I'll definitely put it on here. Uh, definitely reactions to the Weber State North Dakota uh, game. I'll probably uh, publish a separate episode on Saturday, so watch for that. Continue to watch this. This uh, episode comes out on Wednesday. We have an FBS on Friday, and uh, a lot of college football we still have to get to. Cannot wait. Let's go. Let's Let's get ready. Let's keep the ball rolling as we enter in the last four weeks of the regular season. Get ready for the uh, the tournament in whole, and we'll see who will be in those specific first-round buys. Uh, the seeding totally is going to depend over the next couple weeks. Cannot wait. Uh, if you have any any questions, uh, feel, free, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, definitely like answering questions on the air. Thank you for everyone and all the support. Uh, until next time, let's keep the ball rolling.